Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Universist Academy podcast. Uh, I am your host, John Jennings, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Ryan Kraft, Mr. Matt Childress. Back from Origins. How are we doing, guys? Doing great, man. And you better start referring to us as uh, Origins team champions, sir. Okay. <laughs> I was I was going to say, uh, guys, <laughs> Team UA minus your host uh, took it down. Uh, and minus Chris. Chris was not there as well. Yeah, um, took down Ryan, some events. Plus, plus one of our other local guys took it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, sh- sh- shout out to Anthony. Uh, right, right. This this equation got really long really fast. Plus yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan tried to Ryan tried to like g- subtle, not so subtle gloat. You know, <laughs> yeah. nah, nah, we, we played that team subtle. event while everybody else was playing top cuts, and we won it. Yeah, man. That's because we knew we we intentionally didn't make tops so we could play teams, bro. Easy. Exactly. That was yeah. actually the reason that I decided to tank my last couple rounds. Yeah. yeah okay. Understand. Makes sense. You figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, what was the? Yeah, obviously I didn't go, but what was the? Uh, how was the experience? How was, was it like getting back out there at a con? And uh, what was the vibe? What were the vibe checks? Uh, I, guess... I mean, for me personally, a little scary because I'm still like COVID apprehensive. I know you guys have already dabbled with that, but um, <laughs> you've tangled the beast already. But um, but good news, dodged it. It seems mm-hmm. no symptoms. So you know nice. that's the thing. Congrats. But outside of that. I would say it was an awesome experience. Like Origins as a con was awesome. There was like nobody there um, outside of the people who were playing in these tournaments. <laughs> so like I'm like something like Gen Con and all where you're like shoulder to shoulder, like trying to get into a bathroom and all. Man, I walk in that bathroom. I'll be like, which stall do I want to use? I got 12 to pick from. Like, it's just awesome, man. It was great. <laughs> like, Very cool. Um, so, yeah, Card Hall was great. The staff was great. Uh, Columbus is a cool city uh, and played uh, a lot of great games got to meet some of our um, viewers and listeners um, so that was really awesome and got to play some great cards very cool Brian yeah. what about you yeah so me and uh so me and Anthony our local who played teams with us drove up on Thursday uh Matt flew up on or sorry we drove up on Wednesday Matt flew up on Friday night so you know we we got there early enough to play in some of the provisionals and so we got there Wednesday night and swung in got our badges went to the card hall and there was like a provisional going on at like 8 30 at night and we swung okay. in and it was cool to see people like still playing the game that late at night on a random wednesday because normally you go to cons mm-hmm. and there's not shit going on on a wednesday so oh yeah um we got to swing in you know say what's up to some people but we retired from the drive so you know retired back to the airbnb pretty quickly but um so thursday i came and i was like very dead set on playing a deck that had searing glacial storm in it because i got mm-hmm. so tired of just sitting across from water and life decks that just play 800 foundations so that was my experiment for the week was to just try and like find an order deck that could get it done playing Searing Glacial. Um mm-hmm. Thursday, Stain. I mean, like he was he was decent enough. I had fun playing him, but uh he, he was not. Never earned that sleep. He never earned never earned that sleep. No, like I, I had some good games. Like every I I drew with Ose in the first round. I played uh Jacob Johnson in the second round, and he was playing Monoma, which was hilarious because he just copied my power. <laughs> Gave all his attacks weapon and then hacked my checks and beat the shit out of me. And I was like, okay, well. Jacob just told you. Yeah, I was like, well, that's pretty bad for Stain to play against a life deck that now has all the life, sweet life attacks be weapons. That's that's not mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> so after the Stain experiment failed for me that day, I ended up dropping after like the third round. Um, mm-hmm. I, I ended up, I was like, all right, let me let me try out Sato. Let me try another order deck that can leverage like a really small staging area. Let me still mm-hmm. play Searing Glacial, blow up the stage. Play some attacks, stun you out, and try and get damage through. Man, Sato yeah. just I couldn't I couldn't get any attacks to hit. Like I would reset their board, stun them out, and they're just like, 
block, 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 don't die. Oh hard check it, and, hard check it. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. I, I literally dropped after two rounds. I played against Corey, who ended up winning the main event on Saturday. Uh, he mm-hmm. was playing a Toga deck, which is not what he played in the main event. And uh, mm-hmm. he beat me, so I dropped after he beat me in that event. And yeah, Sato just didn't get it done, man. I, I didn't have fun playing Sato. And uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the Airbnb had fucked my back up pretty bad, so I did not get to play the main events. Well, I didn't get to play everyone else's main event. I got to play my main event on Sunday in the team's event. And then, you know, <laughs> we, we got to take that down. So, uh, we, all in all... We double front beat down the world <laughs> on yes. Sunday. So, all in all, it was a fun trip. Uh, it was great to meet a bunch of people, like Matt said. We got to meet some of our, our viewers, listeners, however they consumed it. Um, Mark from uh, down at the Gulf Coast area down there. He was like mm-hmm. super cool dude we got to meet. He was hanging out, talking to us all week. Um, nice. And obviously just getting to catch up with a bunch of people in the community. Um, mm-hmm. Like Phil Birch was there, Ben Shoemaker, uh, Jacob Johnson. I met him for the first time. Andrew Holder from Go Beyond Gaming. Got to meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi, Alliteration Gaming. I got to meet Aspera yeah, I got to meet Levi and Aspera. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, Levi had this really got cool binder with uh, characters in it. He was getting people to sign. They were their favorite characters. So, like anyone he ran into oh. was cool. He's like, sign your favorite character. I'll put it in this binder. So that was really cool to see. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Met Lenoko finally, which is really cool. Yeah. Got Super to meet chill Lenoko. dude. Um, awesome. And surely, I mean, I met Corey Aguilar for the first time, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. as he was beating me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got to meet some people I did some trades with since I've gotten home to uh, secure some more of my ROE promos. So, oh, you know, so it just blurred it. Too hot for stream. <laughs> it blurred it? Blurred it right blurred out. It. It's still oh, blurred. It's still blurred. <laughs> it's still blurred. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Those are, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, it was an awesome trip, man. It was great to be back out there. And uh, it has me really, really wanting to go to Orlando to, to do it again. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, so you said you didn't get to play on uh, Saturday in the RLE. What were you going to play? Were you were you done with order at that point? Were you like, I'm, I'm tired of this? Yeah. Yeah, just gonna play was, like Firebird or something, or I was pretty done with it. Uh, I mean, I was probably gonna play like Tokiami or just All May. Like All May is probably the deck I had the most reps with, so I probably mm-hmm. ended up on that. Yeah. Okay. So um, I I did play in the main event because I didn't get to play any yep. of those provisionals, mm-hmm. um, and I played my Chaos Midnight deck. Um, yep. It actually um, was doing really well. Um, like I went three zero. Uh, then I played against Corey. We went to a game three. Oh, okay. Um, I was at 22. Uh, he had a terrible hand. He and I talked a lot about it afterwards. Like it was just littered with actions. He built like two on his turn one or whatever turn two. He built like three more and he was just basically holding on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm at 22 and I have an ice storm in hand. I had a few things committed and I was like, okay, I can use midnight. I can block this reciprocal extend if I really need to, but you know, like it's, it's a six speed doing like four. He's going to play something else. I might need to worry about that, right? Um, didn't think he was going to be able to kill me that turn. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, so uh, I take the four, puts me down to 18. Uh, he then plays the reciprocal acceleration kick and plus ultras it because he had uh, hit me down to 22. So he had a couple of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he does 20 to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm very dead. Whereas if I block the first one, maybe I don't die, but it's okay because I told him you better go on and win this thing, and he did. And so, he did, yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was really cool. I got to meet uh, Colin, and then Barry and I played, and then and then Corey and I played, and that literally was three rounds consecutively, and I played against three members of their play group as <laughs> they <So I> just <laughs> climbed up tables. Uh, so it was really cool. cool. Um, all very chill guys. Um, from there, 
Um, I got to play a few more really good games. Um, a bunch of my games, like I ended up at four and three, uh, but you know, two, yeah, two of my games uh, ended up coming down to game three. One of them, I check a five, I win against the Air Giro. That match is actually uh, recorded. It was one of the ones that was going to be on stream, but they couldn't stream in the venue. So if you want to watch that match, you can go check it out. Uh, but basically, I know that I have to go for it on the turn. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, I check a five here and I tap out and I win because he's completely open and I check a three. Uh, and then the backswing just kills me, right? Okay. Um, that's the game, and that's totally fine. Um, and it was great games all the way through. Um, and then I play against uh, Nathan DeWalt and his uh, awesome, good uh, Momo deck. Yep. And uh, we go to a game three, and I do Ice Storm, Breaker Block him as he's trying to go for it. Because he's like, I want to say he's like sub 10. Like, it, it was not going well for him. Like, the, he just was not getting the draws. It wasn't doing what he needed to do. Um, so he knows he has to go for it. He does. He has to hit like an eight. And I think he hard rips the five or the six and taps the two or three needed uh, to like tap out his board to then be able to play the staff strike to then play the other gotcha. two to be able to get to, to lethal and kill me because yeah. I was tapped out at that point. So um, just great games, right? Like he checks a three, doesn't happen, move on. You know, that's another win. I check a five, move on. So um, great games against great people, man. Um, yeah. So that's what it's all about. Um, had awesome to Ryan's point, like win, lose, draw, had awesome interactions with everyone all day. Um, you know, um, had to call over some judges a couple times, you know, just to get some clarity on some things, but they were, they were quick uh, and gave us the rulings and uh, we were able to move forward with the game. So, um, which has yeah. not been the case for everyone um, over the online and I guess in-person events. Um, but we can talk about that here in a minute, I guess, but. Or in another uh, episode, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah uh, sometimes. So on the topic of the how the events ran at Origins, so they were down, mm-hmm. like they said they were. They had like half the staff there that they had anticipated. Just like random things that happens, there's right. to not be enough judges there. But I mean, honestly, like shout out to all the people that were there because I thought they ran the events really smoothly. Like I didn't know they were down a bunch of people until Sunday when they were telling. Yeah, us. they were like, down like three judges, I think, from what they there three support staff to kind of run the event. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what Lenica told me, and yeah. um. And then from there, um, I think they also were expecting more people at the event. But apparently the mask and vaccination, like proof vaccination requirement, did prevent a fair amount of people, I think, from coming. Um, So, like, the event had just over 100 and something people because it ended up being a top 8 instead of a top 16, even though it had been advertised as a top 16, which, you know, they gave out top 16 prizing. It's just day two was you had to make top 8. Okay. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, Um. you know, obviously, then Sunday rolled around. We we did our team's thing. Um, yep. Okay. Ma- we'll down, so, 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 so what, yeah. what were the decks of Team UA? So oh. I played Air Bakugo it's the big one. Three. Yeah. Air Bakugo 1. What were you playing, Matt? I played good Midoriya 2. Mm-hmm. And Anthony played uh, Water Shoto 2. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And Ryan and yeah. I will be playing double front beat down decks. But well, well, I, I gotta, I gotta ask though, Ryan, yeah. um, how, how many, how many double fronts do, do you run in your deck? Oh, I run four because you know, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Matt, do, so so you run four as well, right? You know, nope, you're not, you're not three, afraid man. to run. I'm not to a madman. I'm not a madman. John, uh, we were legally allowed to run eight copies of the card, so I don't, I don't think he has a real reason. As so, to so did, did Anthony run one in his deck? Is that why you didn't run the, the fourth one, Matt? Because Anthony <laughs> was running because he needed to nah, run man. it. No. I can get it done with three. Ryan needs all four. I'm just saying. <laughs> sounds like what a scared man would say. What it sounds exactly. like. I mean, you know, Matt can't handle the four DFB. You know what I'm saying? I was running <laughs> four and then two specialized sound waves. I was all oh in, my. baby. 
It's all in. Ryan is a madman. Yeah, see, see, I told you this man's cray cray. We don't. We um, just need to. We just need to check a one. It don't even matter, bro. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the yeah, dual friends did come for me a couple times. Yeah. Not gonna lie, like the ones came yeah. for me in the night a couple times. It was not great, they, but they didn't come for me. I mean, they went, they came for my opponents. Is what they came for in my matches. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so uh, teams, I did get to meet uh, David Pena. That was another shout out. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone should know his name. <laughs> Ochako yeah. two player that tops literally every event that ever. I say it's always on your bracket. It's always, yeah, Ochako yeah. two death man. That gale force punch from that little yeah. girl's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, Matt mentioned uh, Nathan DeWalt. I, I got to meet him, too, and uh, Miles. I had not met Miles before. So I think that's everyone that I met. I mean, obviously, there's more people, but I can't remember yeah. everyone's name. My memory is generally pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Sounds like you guys had a, had a good time. Uh, so what were, what were the, uh, the thoughts, the vibes, as far as, like, decks played? Do you see, like, a lot of uh, common themes or, like, strands among decks? Or was it just kind of wide open? as to what was out there. Um, Mineta off two off of water is not a thing guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like even in the event, like the deck's not bad. I'm not going to act like it's mm-hmm. bad. I made some top cups even today, but like, it's not this big, bad boogeyman. That's like just Kirishima levels. Like, Oh my God. Like people are making it out to be, okay. um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a deck that you need to be prepared for. You need to know your matchup against it, but um, it's not what the internet was trying to make you think it is, you know? And, yeah. and I, I don't personally feel like there was any deck that I sat down across from and I was like, well, shit, what do I do now? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is great because that means that either one, I'm just running a really good deck, which I think is true, but mm-hmm. also it means that the meta is pretty healthy, right? Like there's nothing that's just like this outlier. Like I didn't have to sit across from the bird. I didn't have to sit across from any Asuis. So full disclosure, um, I think both of those are probably closer to your outlier decks right now. If we were going to try to like put labels on something, but at the same time, both those decks can stumble and neither of those decks won any of those events at on origins, you know, and they didn't win this most recent one as well. So clearly they can burn hot. And if they do, mm-hmm. all right, cool. They probably just took an event, but yeah. they can also stumble and just get blown up. Yeah. I think like the biggest breakout that I saw at origins was fourth kind. Like we'd heard people talking about him at Vegas. Mm-hmm. Apparently Omaha was really high on him at Vegas, but uh, he didn't really yeah. do much out there. But like at origins, man, he was all over the place. People were playing him. Uh, Andrew Holder did great with him. I mean, he won a provisional with him over the week and mm-hmm. came in second during the RLE. So mm-hmm. um, he was piloting that deck great, just putting work in on people. Um, and like that character seems so like just unassuming when we did our previews for him. I was like, mm-hmm. I know, I know Matt, I think you were just like, this character doesn't seem good. And I was like, I don't know, maybe he can do some cool things, but yeah, I didn't okay. I didn't see him like coming out and just like dunking on people like he's been doing. So it's a one trick um, pony, man. It's a good. It's a good trick. It's a good fucking trick. <laughs> it's, 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 it's okay, trick. It's okay, trick. You just you just gotta be prepared for the trick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you know true. what the trick is, and then you're good. And and um, I guess to touch on what Matt was saying, like Asui is still like a very real thing. Um, mm-hmm. Just like she's all over the place. I mean, I you know Jose won the early with her, but. Mm-hmm. She didn't win anything like since then. It still takes a good player to play the deck, but the deck high rolls so hard, and when she does high yeah, roll, you yeah. literally can't do anything about it. Like you can play perfect. It's, it's a very it's a very forgiving well, deck. She is a floor raising character, right? Like yeah, you, you don't have to like you can't autopilot her per se, but it's if you like mess up, you're like oh oops, I forgot to flip this. Well, it doesn't matter. I just do it now or something. Or it's she so draws cards. She readies foundations. She doesn't There's play with progressive. New tech against her, right? Like mm-hmm. like. 
hypercompressed weights or whatever it's called is specifically designed and it's pretty obvious it's got infinity on it so anyone can put it in their board and just bring it in for that matchup and while it doesn't just stop her mm-hmm. i mean chris won one of his games because he used that against her and made her play with plus one difficulty to all of her stuff for the turn and that she just tapped out and couldn't pass the last thing so yeah like it works you still have to do work to get there but mm-hmm. um i think that's one of those cards that like if you're not too excellent in your sideboard you need to be just just go ahead and take two other cards out they suck you don't need to play them put two of these in there mm-hmm. and when you sit down across from that Asui and you don't auto lose because of it you can write me a personal handwritten thank you note mm-hmm. matt thank you for making my sideboard better you were matt, right how was wrong your home address do not do that <laughs> <laughs> you can leave a comment there you go that's a better option right just, just leave a comment on this oh video my being God, like, man. let's see how many, you're, how you're, many... A, you're a teacher <laughs> <laughs> this is who is raising our youth God. Just yeah, I mean, kids, I just go on YouTube address. and give out your home address to random people. It's fine. I didn't, I didn't say I'm going and giving out my my address. I'm saying now you they said, can comment a personal yeah. letter, John. You Letters said, can be digital. <laughs> Anyways, mm-mm. so I, I think that's about it for origins. Let's we'll wrap up this origins uh, segment here. I do have one last thought that I want to point out. You were asking about general deck building stuff. Okay, people are playing super greedy decks right now, like. Ooh. 50% plus attacks and it's working for some people at the moment, but I'm just letting you know, that's really hella greedy and I'll be amazed if those sort of decks keep on um, doing work. Uh, that was, that was something that I thought was really interesting between uh, Tim's list. That was less than 50% and one that um, early out in Vegas. And then also uh, wasn't Andrew's list. Like, wasn't he talking about how like he just brings in more attacks against like seven handers or whatever. And he's like, whatever, we'll see what happens. Maybe I just mm-hmm. dunk on him like turn two. Well, and there yeah. was a uh, uh, Marcus who won also with Fire Tokoyami, who his his list was uh, more, and I think I think fewer foundations than attacks and actions combined as well. Yeah, well, and there was an Asui um, that made top four, I think, at Origins, and then one even yesterday that was uh, top in, in in the provisional that again just has a bajillion attacks in it, like twenty four attacks or something, and it's like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Um, so. I don't know. Like, it's not that they're fattening up the deck. It's just like I'm running like 51, and 24 of them are foundation or attacks. I'm like, oh, all right. I mean, yeah. I guess when it works, it works, right? And you yeah. only, you need to work two out of three times. So, um, it's really interesting though because that that is, I think, exclusively a product of the new Mulligan conditions and some of the other things. So you can go fishing and kind of handcraft a little bit better. So your turn one and twos um, probably don't suck as much as they would if you didn't have those luxuries so sorry ryan yeah. i just wanted to pitch that in there because that was something i thought was really interesting to observe so far no no that's, that's good um well that's gonna wrap it up for our uh origins recap um we will uh be back we got some more uh, we got some guests coming up we're gonna talk to some uh we're gonna get some some guest hosts in here uh so you guys stick around hello everybody and welcome back to the universes academy podcast uh, i am your host john jennings and with me as always my co-host mr ryan craft and mr matt childress and today we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Tim Keefe. You might know him as Satonis on the MHA boards. You might also know him as a, uh, I believe, two-time holding two belts at the same time from uh, from the old days. Oh, was, it, was I supposed to go grab those? Oh, yes. <laughs> do it, please. Just, just go get them. <laughs> Sorry, our special guest is gone. He'll be right back in a second. Yeah, <laughs> because you got to flex it, man. Like, like legitimately, so they blame. actually gave out belts. Like, we're not exaggerating. Like, he had two belts. Well, two belts. <laughs> um, but, right, yeah. So you're I, don't, I don't know how to get both of these on camera, but they're, they're, oh, they're on these. They smash them directly into it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, amazing. Uh, the 2017 belt, and then yeah. uh, 
See, y'all thought I was kidding. They're, they're a little, they're a little <laughs> awkward to carry around, but yeah, yeah. more awkward to try to wear at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that that was a day. I, I did try, I did do that like at the next worlds. I wore both of them. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and even better, like I said, like like his character actually he put the two belts on it, and like it just yeah. he fully <laughs> leaned into it. And I loved every moment of it. It's yes, it's great. Nice, very nice. I feel like uh, was that yeah, just the era where everything was wrestling. Like there's like this wrestling meta with content creators and all this shit going on. Is that what this was? Yeah, um, there, there, one, yeah one, one of the years, uh, Mike, uh, Mohawk Mike, who's, who's done some stuff for some Omaha coverage and whatnot now, uh, he held like a, a wrestling promo competition where mm. like people submitted, just pit, called out a different community member with like a trash talk video. <laughs> right. Cool. All in good spirit. Keenan just had a, a caffeine hyped up rant about coffee. <laughs> it's <was> coffee <laughs> sample of the video. Yes. I forgot about that. It was so good. Oh, uh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. We've had some fun times, you know? <laughs> There's a reason this community is the best in the world. Exactly. I'm oh. too lame to get in on any of that stuff, though. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't make a video either, man. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've teamed with me. You know how this works. <laughs> As we say, I remember Chris vaguely telling me about this once with, like, doing, like, the wrestling promos. Uh, I'm sure he was involved and very enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Tim, thanks for joining us. Uh you know, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm sure, a variety of things. Um, but obviously, you won the Vegas event, correct? The yep. RLA? Yep. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Uh, congrats, <laughs> obviously. Uh, bladed. Um, what uh, What were your overall, like, experience, I guess, with the Vegas? Because obviously none of us went out to Vegas. Um, well, and that was the first like, set two meta also, right? Like, yeah. the first yeah. one. Well, was the first two. set two event, yeah. Well, and it's also the motherland, right? I mean, that's where Jasko's located. <laughs> it's, it's their homeland, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we got Garrett to come down for it. I roomed with him, so that was cool. I got to see him again. Haven't obviously haven't spent any time with him since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was cool to get to see Garrett again. Cool to get to see a lot of people again that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, just to be there in person and just mm-hmm. see everybody. Uh, right. There's lots and lots of people there. Uh, the event itself is pretty well run. Honestly, I can't, I can't think of anything like horribly bad that happened in, in the event itself. Um, I played a, a deck that almost every round was done in 30 minutes. Nice. So <laughs> living the time. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Our, my I had the the hotel room that was basically the closest to the event hall. <laughs> it's about like the closest you could possibly get. So between rounds, I could just like go back to my room. Oh wow! <laughs> Decompress, take a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so, awesome. Uh, so how did you how did you land on a uh, fire Tokiyami for that event? Uh, the weekend or two weekends before. We we sort of all got together at, at Jeffrey Khan's place and, and we all brought some decks that we wanted to test and we just threw a bunch of stuff at each other, me and Jesse and Sean and Jeff and Kevin. Um and so I I brought the token, I mean mostly just to be a gauntlet deck, just to be like, mm-hmm. all right, well, somebody's gonna play like whatever the new best Tokiyami looks like. Right. And so I put some thought into, you know, what I thought an evolution of Tokiyami would look like. Like what would be the, the angriest or like the most difficult one to fight against? Uh, so I sort of built the deck just to to serve that purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after playing a little bit on the weekend and, and playing some of the other decks and like not I, I had high hopes for the all all might two deck, but it, it kind of just like, it wasn't really sure what it wanted to do in long games because it doesn't have any speed. It stuff can just get blocked. Mm-hmm. So it's a little awkward. It does lots of cool things. There's a lot of cool interactions and stuff, but it doesn't if the game gets to five, six, seven, it, it, it's kind of just like, well. Can you block a bunch of four speed moves? Oh, you can. I see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I kill myself now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then the um, I also had like an Abara deck that that 
wasn't great and a couple other things it had a void sarah that looked pretty good um that actually brought to origins and tried a little well i wanted to play in the one of the uh provisionals the day before but uh, it, it i got completely waxed by an all might three because my block modifiers are bad and my deck draws cards and mm. he, he kind of got to do the thing where you just ignore every single you just completely ignore sarah and just take all of his attacks to the face <laughs> and kill him mm-hmm. before he kills you yeah yep. and That's... i was a void deck with no speed hate on my character and all of void and to some extent death and some symbols have this problem where all the block mods on their good cards are threes mm-hmm. and then there are other symbols where the block mods on all their good cards are ones <laughs> yeah sometimes so, so it's some, a two but it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, mostly yeah. ones yeah i agree yeah, so, so, so some symbols you just need speed hate on the character just to operate and i think void might be one of those so i kind of i kind of dashed the sarah and played tokiyami at origins too but mm-hmm. um and what was the fifth deck oh i, I brought a chaos ochako but uh, just sort of talking to the other, to Ryan and Kevin who played the deck a bit, they they felt like it was just getting waxed by the water Manettas too much, like it couldn't deal with the pool flood, okay. like the, the large volume of pool flood. Like one pool flood's fine, you can you can sort of get through that, but Manetta's like putting a foundation in, then he's flipping sticky balls, putting foundation, then he's blocking with cheerful, and it's just like too much, or he's face shielding something, and so I just mm-hmm. didn't even actually test the Chaos Ochako because I was just word of mouth was too negative on it, so. Yeah. Afterwards, it's kind of like you know maybe I'll try to fix up this all might, but you know when got to base like oh, guess I'll just play this Tokiyami. It looked like the best deck that I had on me that I had any time with. So Fair yeah, and it, and he's I mean he's a proven quantity, right? You know, like mm-hmm. um, your list. I, I, I know we talked about this before, but I just I just want to point out you put in a piece of tech for learning the standards, right? Um, because learning the standards is a hell of a card, and it's it's great against these aggro decks. Um, and you put in was it uh, was it uh, it's the action? Yeah, I had some go for the wins on the sideboard. Those were main decks when I was originally testing it, but uh, it, it really it like wasn't that impressive unless they were activating learning the standards. Uh, right. I've actually taken it out since then just because we haven't there aren't that many. It's really just a racer head and, and like maybe Ochako two that right. are running decks on those symbols right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to to Jeffrey Khan a little bit about it, and he was saying like he had tried bringing it in sometimes, but like. Sometimes you don't actually have less than foundations than them. Right. When they when they blow up, they're learning the standards or like they can play around that count or whatever. They know you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of gave up on that. But the, the idea was, yeah, to, to have some preparation for that card. Yeah, I just thought that was such cool because I was sitting there like yeah. I, I, I remember when we were talking and you said that and I was like, wait, how is this tech for it? And I was like, oh, it's a form action. Yeah, you can just yeah. play to eat it up. And he's like, I keep attacking now. Let's go. So, yeah, yeah you really still cool. lose the plus three to your check boost. So it's not like the greatest answer in the world, but. Sure. Uh, it was an attempt. Uh, yeah. So yeah. instead, you know, I'll just try to get it with evil gaze, get it with an irrefutable, uh, stun it out like any of the other, me- or just, you know, oh, you want to take eight and remove a foundation? Okay, I'll build. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll play a couple of foundations, tell you to go. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, so I think that's the really t- difficult thing. Like I played Tokyami in a, a couple of uh, provisionals online, and I think the first RLE online as well. Um, and learning to survive with that character, like for when you don't draw the gas, I think that's where you really see people. Um, start to accelerate and uh, kind of um, improve their play with the deck because you know it's really easy to draw orange, play blue, let's kill them. Yeah. But like when you don't and you're like, oh, what do I do now? Like I have you know like three attacks and I got a bunch of other stuff. How do I not die on their next turn? Um, so I always yeah, really enjoy watching and, that defense. Yeah. And sort of the extra hard part and something I'm still struggling with is is whenever I go first with the deck mm-hmm. and like you want to capitalize right, but right. the thing is the deck runs latent skill and so. If you're on that turn two going first turn 
and you decide, well, if I get one more piece or whatever, if I get the right, if I get a summon dark shadow, if I get this or that, I might be able to get it if I check well. You know, if you flip the latent skill, discard two foundations, draw two cards that one of them's not a foundation or whatever, but you don't actually have it and you want to back off, but you just threw a foundation away. Right. You know, right. so so you kind of corner yourself sometimes with that deck, especially going first. And I, I still need, like, I thought about playing it in the provisional just to practice that a bit, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of thought I'd be better off just watching the coverage and maybe learn more about the meta that way. Yeah. What'd you think about the coverage and, and even further the meta? Yeah, the coverage was good. Um, the meta has, I mean, aside from the, the delayed reaction, like I thought Origins would have all the Maydex. Mm-hmm. But I thought they would just they would just show yeah. up all in mass in Columbus, and so they showed up in yeah. mass in this provisional instead. Yeah, yeah, nineteen um, of them. Yeah, and then she's the, the most played character, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Followed closely by Asui one. There was eighteen yeah. Asui ones and nineteen Maze. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk about a uh, another deck where uh, learning the stands is going to be an issue. Yeah. Right. The uh, yeah. So I've, I've definitely been, but and. You know, you watch the coverage and you bounce between that and like going on UVS Ultra and thinking about different decks and going on to Genshin Impact and catching up on stuff I couldn't do the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm definitely like looking for a deck I can play learning the standards in and trying to. Mm-hmm. But all those symbols have that block mod problem. And I don't want to I don't want to like be cornered into playing Eraser Head and Eraser Head doesn't really want to be taking things on the chin anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Corey. Um, so I actually got to play him in Origins, and like I think he was only two xing learning the standards in his yeah. list, um, yeah, which was really, more. yeah. Because the thing is, like, I don't. I think the logic there is you can't take more than like two hits unblocked yeah. with him. Like uh, the coolest play you can do is like reduce the speed down, then you spooky it, so then you take like three off of something instead, um, and then you learning the standards. It like that's pretty sweet, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of pieces. And to your point, that's a lot of resources just to force them to not play another attack, right? Um, so. Yeah, I was even thinking a little bit on the card drive back here uh, to come on the show. It's like, well, what if what if we play Death Eraser Head with four Super Regens and four Excited for Bloods and four Naval Laser Beams and just be like, all right, this is how we're going to take stuff on the chin and activate our learning this game. <laughs> we're just playing four glamorous really hard not to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just going to keep gaining it all back. I don't know. Just, uh, oh, what's, what's the stupid Aoyama attack that also gains life? <laughs> oh god uh, that's the, a yeah. the low, laser yeah, charge the or something the one that the, also the, has a plus three block modifier yeah yeah yes. yeah all those other block modifiers are pretty great for that one randomly it's yeah, just garbage just, oh, yeah <laughs> the most it's a little attack you can't have a good block i think unironically the best death like uh the, the best death character that just heals and doesn't die forever is probably snipe because you can like trace chick cape you're like super regens you're excited for bloods then ready them on your opponent's turn mm-hmm. Um, and just oh, that's forever. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah we have mm-hmm. a local who was playing that the other day, and like I literally had to do like fifty damage to the snipe. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. <laughs> oh. God, yes, I, I I want I want a good seven hand size death deck to play. So yeah, I might have to look into that. I, I've I've uh, I've thought about that eraser head deck myself, where it's just like I'm just yeah. gonna play everything that gains life, everything that can unflip the cards that gain me life, and maybe finally question the racer mark, head will be good mark. enough yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just kill somebody somehow i don't know yeah i still have to race against fourth kind somehow i don't know how we're gonna do that but yeah it's like i, I just keep thinking like a racer head and long lasting explosion should like th- they should go together somehow but i can't i can't solve that puzzle <laughs> yeah. seven minutes for six are pretty good yeah that buff your other attacks in succession anyway yeah. <laughs> is it as good as a six half for like 18 that Oswe does for free though that's the question mm. Uh, probably not. 
Probably not. I, it takes a while well, to get to 18. Takes I was going to say only 18, Ryan. That's a, right. that's that's a rookie number. You have right? to cruise all the way into deadlock to do that. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, I guess like one of my one notable, I think, for the, today's event is the uh, the success of the air decks mm-hmm. uh, is something that struck me. And I've been thinking a lot of the decks I want to build are new, like DLC promo card builds. And I want to yeah. try Aero Chaco one with that stadium. To, mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. through Faith Shield, um, so I was a little heartened to see all the air decks having some success. I think um, air has a, air, air has a lot going for it. I think its defense is around. It, it still has release. It has confused. It has wall cling. It doesn't special have the breaker. Sound. Yeah, special sound doesn't have the 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 breaker block that life has. Right, it doesn't have anything like naval laser beam, but it has special yeah. sound instead. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't quite have the card draw, but like. It's defense is pretty good. It can, it can operate. Um, um, it, it's got uh, requesting assistance, which is also great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got small numbers you can ready up on defense, like all that mm-hmm. stuff you can do in air. I, I played yeah. in the the uh, the Wednesday uh, weekly uh, this weekend. I, the first round I played against an air Giro deck, and it was it was really good because uh, you know double jab pummel or was it? Double yeah, you're right. Double jab yeah, pummel. Yeah. yeah, the card card's real good in Giro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Card, yeah. card's real good in general, but uh, yeah. She also, you know, pumps up the damage and stuff. And so, yeah, that was a. Uh, it's that air. Are you, are you that, sure you don't want to block this? This time it's seven damage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, Tim, to your point. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, there were, there were three air decks in the top 16. Um, yeah. Of, of this provisional today. So, yeah. yeah I mean, well, it was, there probably dinky. were only so many air decks registered, right? It, it wasn't like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were way more life decks registered than air decks, and they. Life got what, four, and an air got three? Yeah. Four of yeah. three air, two death, two water, two all, then one good, one fire, one order. Yeah, mm. I'm definitely on a like life symbols overrated kick. But I was, I was, I was going to ask you if you had some thoughts you wanted to uh, impart on us about, about yeah. the life symbol to the audience as, as a whole. They, they're not all uh, privy to our oh. conversations in Discord. Yeah, yeah. So part of part of this is me just like not wanting to play a symbol that can't snipe foundations. Mm-hmm. I, I just it is it feels like it's so hard to win a long game against like a big stage or whatever if if you can't even take out their best piece um and a lot of these life decks will win these long games on backswings or whatever or just because like somebody has to win the game eventually so sometimes it's going to be the life deck Mm -hmm. um but or you know if if it's us we you know you can actually put two speed on a whole bunch of bunch of attacks or whatever Um, yeah and eventually get there part of it is that and the other part is like i don't think i don't think life's like a lot of these really good players that have sort of group think convinced themselves that life is this godlike defensive symbol, and I'm not seeing it really. Um, I think life is the best long game defensive symbol. Mm-hmm. Like if you get to 15 foundations and you have a couple releases and releases cost is absolutely not a cost in any way, shape or form at that point. And you the the thing that life does better than other symbols in this situation is it draws cards and it has the zone fixing as good block modifiers like it, mm-hmm. life life's super long game defense is really really good it's probably the best really late game defensive symbol mm-hmm. and just like completely walling somebody out you're never going to kill me mm-hmm. i'm a 10 hand size right now you know because i may or like i'm toga mm-hmm. with guaranteed excited for blood activations or whatever and i'm not going to have zone problems and my block mods are great and i have releases and like you're not going to kill me. Right? Life, life is very good at get you know once it gets to that point at shutting someone down. But early on, you know, release is still a really good card. But I mean, mm-hmm. we we saw on stream, you know, Chris Bomley in some other cases where life decks were just like 
popping releases and popping release and popping release just to stay alive and and then they couldn't get off they couldn't get ahead on the treadmill um we, we saw some games like that and after release it it has some nice pieces but it, it doesn't it doesn't have outside like the breaker 2 it doesn't have any like string disruption it doesn't have sticky balls it doesn't have cheerful uppercut um right. breaker it does have is not all is not like a 4x everywhere some decks only run two some run none mm-hmm. i think chris has three which is you know a, a pretty good call i think but like it's even it's, it's like early like turn two three four defense is just like okay it's yeah. not bad right they still have the nice block modifiers but it, it's not i don't think it's as good as like water or some other symbols mm-hmm. right that's well, sort thing, of surviving those aggro decks the thing life has to do is it still has to hard block like to your point like release is the only thing that really is um helping out like uh you know uh rescue, rescue complete. completed yeah, but risk yeah, complete again risk early game not that great. Yeah, because yeah. you're still burning your own resources like, by tapping. It's great player. if you yeah. tap yeah. one, then you blow that one up with release, right? Like, okay, that's plus four basically to my check to block. I'm gonna block this thing. But yeah. encouraging training partner is situationally really, really good, but you have to yeah. you have to make the right call on it, right? Yeah. If right. you encourage training partner to seven speed attack and then Tokiyami is like, oh, okay, but I was gonna play this attack that was eight speed and here's a sugar rush, block <laughs> this, you know, yeah. like yeah. yeah, I I so the the deck I played was a uh, I played a life Mina one deck just because I like RNG and just seeing what happens. But it is definitely that situation sometimes where you're like, I draw my seven cards. It's like, oh, I can probably play six foundations. None of them really do anything to interact with my opponent, but I can play six of them. Yeah. Um. And so I found I found like that situation a lot. Where, like sometimes it's like, oh, well, I drew like excited for blood, two wall clings, whatever. Like we're good to go. But a lot of times, like, oh, I drew like drew like these four bonds of friendship versus Cementos. I don't know what that's doing for me. Right. Yeah. And even wall clang, like sometimes it's just a super regen, right? If you're not wall clanging mm-hmm. a, a throw or like an eight or nine or ten damage move, it's just a super regen. You're just you're just gaining three or whatever. It's 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 not bad, but it, it's yeah. not like a bomb, you know? Right. I mean, honestly, I found myself cutting it down to like two in most lists, maybe two in the board, um, just given the card pool now, as opposed to like set one where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to put four of these in here because why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, and and I think like to your point, I think that's the the difference between the water wall and say like the life wall because i think those two symbols are both very defensive um and i think air is is right there with them um actually like i was glad to see and ryan i were talking about this the uh, air kamui make it today uh, i think jose was piloting that like we were just talking about that earlier in the week but even further like when i was trying to figure out uh going into the first hour like what deck to play i built an air kamui that was just here to block tokiami um, and when I, I blocked, like I've talked about it before, I think when I blocked like five attacks in a turn and gave all stuff minus five and he still killed me, I was like, well, this isn't good enough. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we're not doing this anymore. But, yeah. you know, like that being said, it just got better, right? There's better attacks for air. There's more in that kit mm-hmm. now. Um, and it didn't surprise me at all. Like he told me, he was like, you see that? I was like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Jose's a good player and that's a yeah. good deck, you know, like it can go the distance. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I like, yeah, I, I like new. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. The uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I definitely like when whenever Jose's an event, basically like whatever Jose is playing can make top cuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that, that's just the the deck name is whatever Jose is playing. Like that's yeah. what character mm-hmm. it is. Right. Um, right. but you know, I, if you're talking about it a little bit, it's not a bad idea. Like Eric Kami Woods uh, is a another good double jab pummel character, mm-hmm. and he's a good meteor shower character. And I think meteor shower is still a, a good answer to the sort of how are you going to win these long game questions because. I, I, you know, to to the point earlier, there are these life decks that want to go into deadlock against you, mm-hmm. and you need to have some way in which you can maybe get up and over them. Yeah, you just got to kind of run them over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. make them afraid. 
I was just gonna say, I remember when Kamui got spoiled, we were like, oh my god, this character readies himself and either adds progressive damage or progressively reduces damage, and he's a seven hand size. What this card's he's, he's nuts, like he's got to be a great character, right? He's super fun, like, yeah, legitimately, fun. that's that's like top three most fun decks that I've played probably since the game came out, even though it would lose, you know, like all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like it's still a fun deck, yeah. And to your point, like I definitely I ran like the air uh, one week at locals. I ran the air Conway Woods meteor shower deck and it won. It was a lot of fun. I've won a game with the Earth Punch Planet Kamui. It's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know Colby Cram was playing that a little bit. God, it just got better too, right? I mean, you put double uh, uh, back alley haymaker in the in the Earth Conway deck, not the punch deck. Oh man, Oof. might be time yeah. to revisit that one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think Earth Earth Speed Hate is a little iffy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is always it's always what scares me off of trying Earth decks. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're not facing a, a fast deck or, or you're facing decks where you're so obvious it's good speed reduction for you, mm-hmm. you know, then, yeah, then it's a little more OK. But if all you have is shock treatment, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And to that point, like Earth was one of four symbols that was not in the top cuts today. There was like Earth, Chaos, Evil and Void. And I mean, I think most I think all the symbols have their deficiencies that that make them not be there. Um, Void. The only reason Chaos wasn't there is because I didn't get to finish the event. All right. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Void's probably the most surprising one. Like, it comes off of, like, Void Eraser just winning the last early to just not even... I mean, Eraser wasn't even represented in the tops here. Um, yeah, but I mean, but, but Void has more. recently won stuff, though, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure, I think Void's sure. thing is, like, even aside chaos, from though. Eraser, mm-hmm. it's what character you're going to play. Yes. Right. And Eraser's a very difficult character to pilot successfully at the highest level yep yeah, it's despite like what saying, i thought you get hit twice and die like it's, it's yeah. over and done for you um I, I, or go ahead tim sorry i i think chaos is good i i think mm-hmm. I, I don't think um i i think chaos is going to be a slow burn where like as the format goes on we'll see more chaos decks i don't think yeah. any symbol on indiscriminate uh shock is bad yeah. that card is nuts yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's Chaos Midnight or if it's it could be Chaos Mina One with Award the Victor coming out is something mm-hmm. I want to try. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. It Chaos has, just has a lot of nice pieces and it, 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 but you have to figure out the right mix because you have Cheerful Uppercut and Ice Storm. You have two very disruptive blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're allowed to run Concentrate uh, against some decks. You have Indiscriminate. You have a, you have Meteor Shower. You have lots of good attacks. You have some good foundations. You have. You still have release and encouraging training partner, just like life does. You don't have you have confused for throw hate. Yep. Um, it's just the uh, more cards than you can actually fit in a deck. Right. It's it's <laughs> very difficult to trim down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I've been piloting my chaos midnight, um, and that deck's been super fun. Um, I plan to keep playing it through the rest of season two, most likely because it's just it's done well, and and I've enjoyed it. Um, because to your point, like these life decks, they want to wall up, right? Well, your wall doesn't do anything when it's all tapped down. And that's what Chaos does really well. It taps you down. Because um, it, it just, on all its really good cards, it has stun most of the time. There's like two in the deck that don't, you know? So yeah. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been a good deck. Um, I had a question kind of for you guys as a whole. Um, and it's one thing I've been kind of uh, curious about in the more competitive scene. Have you guys seen many people worry about going into deadlock? Or, you know, just they hit that 10 or like, is it more of like a point where it's like, all right, it's turn four or five. If, we're, if I'm going to progress the game and have a chance, I just got to like build out and have more resources than you. Or have you seen people just kind of like, I don't care. I'm just going to turbo and get as much stuff out as I can. Because I, I don't feel like I see a lot of people running like 
deadlock hate in their main decks and maybe that's just the factor of the stuff that's like actually really there isn't maybe there isn't that much like actually really good deadlock stuff or it's just not on good cards yeah i think so like there's definitely the point where like number one it depends on what symbol you're playing against so if you're running Mm -hmm. against like first villain encounters or grasping safe tosses or whatever like you don't want to just go to 11 if you're gonna go in Mm -hmm. just go in but that being said to answer your question most people I've been playing against, even in Origins, at Origins, people were just, like, diving in, bro. Like, they didn't give a shit. Because the deadlock okay. aren't good enough to deter you off of it right now. But that's just my experience as playing. And yeah. I think that's generally accurate. Like, if you're going to go in, though, just go. Like, hit 15 foundations. Yeah. Why not? Nothing's going to punish you for it. Yeah, okay. I think I think first villain encounter is the only, is the one that is the most close to, like, absolutely do not deadlock against this. Yeah. Unless you have... Unless you're confident you'll have enough Taiyaki fanatics to counter it. I was going to say, yeah. maybe uh, pull no punches. That, that's the one that would yeah. always scare me. Yeah, pull no punches at least. Like, if you have, you can irrefutable answers that. That's true. Um, whereas with, with what, the way First Villain operates, it's pretty much exactly Taiyaki fanatic. And mm-hmm. uh, in a race from Ida one dot or something like that, there's not a lot that's fast enough to stop it. Mm-hmm. A Night Watch can do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't had a ton of people um, like just like Ryan was saying, just like turbo build out as many as they can. Um, I think people right now are trying to play the game in the opposite manner, which is normally they try to turbo like kill you on turn two or turn three. So there's like, eh, I'll build whatever I see. And then they try to swing in okay. um, before you really can build up your own defenses. Um, but that being said, I definitely have played plenty of games where they go to like 11, 12, 13. And that's they're at that state when the game ends. So. Um, and and there's some deadlock like I, I played I think it was against uh, Barry I got to use double jab pummels uh, deadlock to give my next check plus five um, so like yeah, I, did, seven, yeah. I did that and then I went um, I'd use something else so it got like oh he breaker two'd me and it still netted like plus three and I'm like okay whatever man <laughs> like, so um, like there there are some that I think are significant but yeah. to your point I don't think any of them are just like fearful enough that people are, are not going to do it and, and okay. it might just be there aren't enough effects like i think that's probably the bigger problem like if, if, if let's say if you know a third of your deck just randomly or a fourth of your deck randomly had deadlock effects on them whether they're all you know um the best effects or whether they're all just something that's marginally or incrementally better for you but when you get a lot of them they're like oh crap he's getting like five extra effects on every attack that's a problem you know so mm-hmm. it could be either way yeah and uh even like grasping tape toss it depends on the nature of your deck if if you don't yeah if you don't really mm-hmm. have key foundations or like if you're a life deck and it you, you're just looking for quantity more so than quality then it's it's whatever but some some decks like your defense is really like you know a water deck like i'm counting on those creepies to do a lot for me or something and if those mm-hmm. get shipped then it's a problem okay cool cool so tim i know you uh i know you ran into the uh the Omaha brings fourth kind to Vegas train. And uh, obviously you were origins too. Like what, what have you thought about that character overall and the splash it's been making recently? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I don't think the, the, the dropkick slicer list did not have a whole lot of success. The, I beat, uh, I beat miles in round one playing the Eda sideboards into fourth kind plan. Um, he got me one of the games that, that was the, that was the one Swiss round that didn't go 30 minutes or less. That one actually took like 40 or 50 minutes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and it, like Tokiyami's uh, a different question for fourth kind, just because like yeah, he can deal thirty four on five foundations. Mm-hmm. He can do fifty four on five foundations. Like right. you know, right. it, it's so you. you an increments of ten. So <laughs> yeah, you you get you get to race him in a way that 
you know other characters have a you know most characters have a harder time doing mm -hmm. um but yeah i think fourth kind sort of synergizes with the kick package in, in this like uniquely better way than any character has to date and and so it's really hard you know if if you start with the if you want to say that fourth kind is a problem or whatever because you know the, these like 10 speed for 12 moves that are coming out so easily are like not okay right mm -hmm. um you know how much of that is fourth kind how much of that is the fact that these kick decks can just casually land 10 speed moves right yeah the uh if it, it it's one of those things where like when you're when you're trying to think if you think a deck is too good do you blame the character do you blame the support and you think about like i can't imagine fourth kind showing up in mass at events on other symbols or even on other like or even on like non-kick lineups right Agreed. um so it, it's hard to say because like I don't think anybody's talking about banning fourth kind anyway, but like if if you were to ban fourth kind, it would just be like the next time they print an order of void character with damage on it. Just mm -hmm. do the same thing. Maybe not quite as well. Right. But right. Well, and, yeah. and to your point, like the deck gets distilled down to like, this is the lineup, right? Like these are the 16 or the 20 attacks for running, right? Then as a competitor, you should know, hey, these are the attacks I need to be concerned about. Like, this is what it wants to do. Like, it's almost scripted to your point, right? Like, it's like, he always wants to do X, then he wants to do Y, and I just need to be prepared for Y, and I, I don't lose this game. Um, and, yeah. and I think that that's that's kind of, it's not necessarily a in-game balance, but from a competitive balance, like, you can adjust your play to compensate for how he wants to play the game. Yeah, easier said than done, though, right? There's only for so sure. many. Our, our speed resets are... Encouraging training partner and you're so obvious, both of mm -hmm. which could theoretically get jolted, right? Sure. Um, but you know you have those, and you have plus ultra. Well, and other than well, that, well. your your means of dealing with like twelve speed are uh, few and far between. Don't forget about yeah. double front beat down, sir. Okay. <laughs> the greatest attack in the format. Oh, uh, you have you're so obvious also. I. I, I so whenever I've I've watched like a couple of your stream matches with that deck, and I keep waiting for you to use the double front beat, beat, beat down on defense for something, but you always just play oh, it no. to build. Oh no, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know it has that ability. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually, I did survive a Tokiomi killing me uh, one time just uh -oh. by using it on defense. That's the only time I've ever used it. Hmm. It's usually. I'll be honest. Player. I've never used that ability either. I'm always like, <laughs> I can build two foundations. <laughs> like, slappy hands. Let's go. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, did you guys have any other like arcing thoughts or anything from any of the, like we've had? I feel like we've had like a string of like big tournaments recently. Do you guys have any other like big idea takeaways or or what or any any final thoughts or anything? I think um, the set two meta is looking pretty great. It's a lot of fun. I I think there's like there's some people that really like it and some people that really hate it. There, there's definitely a little bit of like the the ability for the aggressive decks to, to sort of RNG fiesta you mm -hmm. um, is a little high. Yeah. It was kind of like that in set one, too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's like set two failing to help enough or like people gravitating towards these life decks that don't get to play some of the stuff that set two gave to defense, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. And if, if people try to steer their decks more towards early game defense in the future, uh, I'm very interested to see what happens when we add these DLC cards and the provisional cards. I think some of them are very relevant. So yeah, I think when, the DLC mm -hmm. and the provisional stuff is going to shake stuff up quite a bit. There's some really impactful stuff in there. When do those go legal? I know the DLC is before uh, June Orlando. 24th, I think as well. Are they the both June 24th? 
Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for locals you can play them now or whatever. Yeah, know. locals sure, is whatever. Sure. Uh, but the 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 big events June twenty fourth. Okay, so Orlando will be the first like big event then that we'll mm-hmm. get to see yep. with those cards making an impact. Okay, cool, cool. Yep, That's yep, all I was yep. wondering about. But yeah, I good mean, to I know because I'm considering going to that event. <laughs> <laughs> I guess other than that, obviously, huge shout out to Chris for taking home yeah. his uh, provisional today with his good all might list. He's been riding so hard for for so mm-hmm. long. He's been exactly. in with us, and he finally took it down and saved us from the frog man. Because like, I, I don't want to see Osui ever win anything. I hate watching people play <laughs> so much. It gets on my nerves, man. Also, that's also the first time that a uh, non Kirishima non seven hander has won a provisional or higher event. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. All Might draws two cards, so he's kind of like an eight hander. But point being. Uh, he's only six printed. Yeah, yeah, six printed. He's still got to find those attacks, right? I mean, and it's come on, guys. It, it was destined. It's Father's Day. It's the UFS dad. Come on, man. right? Yeah, uh, speaking, playing the characters. Told. Speaking of yeah. which, Happy Father's Day to Matt and John, our fathers <laughs> on the podcast here. Shout <laughs> out to you thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah appreciate yeah, that. Guy. Yeah. Thank the, you. Uh, um. Yeah, the six hand size thing is weird. It's come. This is. You know, I, I did some like design stuff for the game way back way back when way back in the old times. But Mega Man, um, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, even just like back then, it, it's always the designing six hand size is always weird because when you're designing a five hand size, there's like a lot of pressure to make sure that they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Because right. if your five if their abilities are not good enough, this character is going to be completely unplayable. You almost have to overcompensate. Yeah, and with with seven hand size, you don't have to worry. Seven hand size is kind of always going to be good. And you you want to like give them cool abilities because you know you find lots of cards, and sometimes they're a little bit better than anticipated or whatever. So like you're always going to have good seven hand size just because. Mm-hmm. And five hand size, you're always trying to push. And the six hand size is just kind of like, yeah, it's a six hand size. These abilities right. are too good to be on a seven, right? So they're on a six. And that, that's it. It's not. There's not like a. There's there's not the the energy to like. Okay, we really need to make sure that this is. You know, it's kind of just like the default hand size, and so maybe maybe that's sort of the kind of trap that we got. And even like, but it's not like Jiro's bad. It's not like Ochako's bad. It's not like all. Oh no, 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 no. There's plenty of good six hand size. We just haven't seen one get all the way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, that's more so what I'm thinking too. Like, like I think there's a a lot of really good six hand size characters. Like I love Midoriya too. I love Midnight. Like those are my two go to decks right now. Um, but you know, like trying to look at all the data, I'm always like, well, another seven-hander wins it. Like, even there was one event where one seven-hander got in the top eight, and they took it home, and I was like, I mean, literally, John and I were talking earlier today, and I'll just, full disclosure, he was like, Chris made it into finals. I was like, what's he going to be playing against? He's like, it's either a Giro or an Asui. I was like, well, Smart Money says he wants Giro, because Asui is a seven-hander, and I believe in Chris, but that's going to be a yeah. much harder matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, he did it anyway, so props yeah, to him. I was going to say, all, it all comes down to crisp one, and that's what matters. That's right. But, mm-hmm. like, I guess just to add one more thing to the six-hander conversation, I think that they just play the game too honest most of the time is the biggest mm-hmm. problem. And, like, the ones that do have success are, like like you said, Oshako and Jiro, who get to play dishonest but aren't having to suffer the hand-size penalties. But even then, like, they're not winning events. Um, I think Uobami might be good enough to win some events, maybe. I mean, we'll see just because she cheats her hand-size and gets to selectively pick stuff up, you know, but... Probably mm-hmm. not immediately. Yeah. Like you know, when the card pool expands, she'll probably be better. Um, yeah, Isn't she, she like, on like three damage or something? Yeah, so she can pick up uh, a three, a three, damage, three damage attack move. Yeah, every turn. Uh, so Texas on, Smash. On she can pick up Texas Smash. She can pick up Full Power Clash. She can pick up. Random oh, oh stuff. that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you want to pick up Texas Smash now, you're an Earth deck. And yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Which yeah. has its own and, issues. Uh, yeah, it's this in struggle bus town. 
But yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, me and John have talked about it. We just won't play six handers right now. Like, I've tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. We played with Stain. I played Sato. I mean, he played a six hander in teams and won something, so I don't I know what he's talking about. I do play your ball. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, cheats, he cheats so hard. He plays one checks to cheat. All right, look. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so maybe that's uh, the answer. You have to play a six hander with one checks to cheat. That's, that's there you the go. answer. Okay. There you go. If your character's not broken, play the cards that are. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Tim, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we're we're going to have to have you back on more uh, as we move forward. I'm sure you're just going to keep winning events, so we're going to have to keep talking oh. to you about it. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even. Uh, I just need like one more good regional finish. I don't even need to win another one, I don't think. Just mm. trying to like get this point standing qualification thing. Yeah. Yeah. Worlds, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I might have to play a defensive deck just to like. Th- I think they make top cuts easier. Mm hmm. I think if you have a really good defensive deck that has really good early game defense, especially, you beat the players that are relatively newer, just kind of like see orange players. You, you beat those decks almost every time if you have a really good defensive deck. Whereas if you're playing, like I've played that Tokoyami in some matches against some people who have been playing for three weeks that just slammed down every attack they drew and mm. nearly died a few times. Right. Like it's, and sometimes they get me and like I, I, I've won those matches, but like you can totally lose them. With, yeah. with an aggressive enough deck even though like i have some defense in there it's not it, it's not as foolproof as playing like a really really sturdy like an eraser head or something gotcha absolutely well uh we appreciate you guys stopping by and uh listening to us today uh, well uh thanks for listening you guys hope you guys have a great week all right, all right. see you guys peace bye